Hey, welcome back to Featured Creatures. It has been so long. It's our new yearly podcast for <laughs> No, it's great. We only have episodes when I want to die. <laughs> uh, so, so you only put out episodes when you're going to die? When I want to die. Oh. Different, different. And I haven't died, to my knowledge, yet. If, well, okay. I think I think we should be able to keep a good schedule now, because I finally have a stable job. All right. Right? We just have to agree on, like, a date and time every week. Well, yeah, and, like, I mean, I'm, like, working for the city, so, I, uh, you know, I'm off. Basically, I'm back at my house by 5 p.m. at the latest every day. So, like, un- literally, unless I have plans, I'm always free. Yeah, uh, and I can record any day of the week before 1, a- 1 p.m., and then on Wednesday and Thursday, I can record any time. Good. Yeah. For for all of our listeners who want to get us on to other podcasts, they know our availability. Oh no, I'll call off work to be on another show. <laughs> okay. Re- hello, real show. <laughs> uh, um, we're supposed to say names. I'm Alex, <laughs> and I'm Alex, and I'm Garrett. I uh, changed it back. I'm Garrett. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I was gonna this say the, the Oops All Garrett special. Yes. <laughs> we all show up to the party dressed as different versions of Garrett. And honestly, yes. I'm you know, for a long time I would have said dibs on trenchcoat mafia Garrett. Uh rocking that Columbine drip. Uh but now I <laughs> But now now, now there's a. Now we're far enough away. It's fine. Yeah. Now there, now there's a new contender though for which Garrett I'd want to be. It's Mothman Garrett. Oh, a uh, taint destroyed Garrett for for when you want to be split in half the long way. Yeah. Cool. What's that one? So on um, our friend Pookie, uh, he's in a bonus episode talking about Tumgus. Um, for his go- uh, going away party, it was like the weekend before Halloween. So like literally. Three people decided to dress up, <laughs> and I got a uh, Mothman Kigurumi. I ordered the biggest one they had, and it fit fine width-wise, but not height-wise. <laughs> so, like, just the the inseam was a saw into my taint. Yeah, I mean that thing had to be made for a Chinese baby because, like, Kigurumi are meant to be like oversized. Yeah. And it, it was like, there was nothing this would have been oversized on. Mm-mm. That Like, like what's the crossover for, like, six-year-olds and Mothman? <laughs> More than you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I, like, maybe? I don't know. I guess maybe maybe it's like the Patty's Pub bar underwear, where you're not actually selling it to children, you're selling it to the, like, millennial parents who are like, dude, Mothman onesie for my baby. I still have it. It's just hanging up on the wall now. It's just like a like a World War II trophy, just pinned up. Pretty much. And you take a photo in front of it with all your guns. <laughs> My hundred stacks of hundred dollar bills and guns. <laughs> exactly. It's a stack of IOUs to the government. Though. This is your your food stamps and baby formula in uh, front of your guns. All your insulin. I don't need insulin yet. <laughs> you and me both. That's when the show ends. We're really gonna die. <laughs> when any of us have to pay for that <laughs> i gave my i gave my dad a heart attack so I, I have like um i got like a sharps container from the hospital to put uh like exacto blades and uh like um 
like lengths of paperclip and stuff and for yeah. like model making yeah my dad comes in my room and he sees it and he's just like are you diabetic <laughs> it's like the like one of the few times i've heard genuine panic and i like i had no idea what he was talking about he's like what <laughs> what are you talking about as i'm just surrounded by thousands of root beer cans in <laughs> <laughs> it's that possum that broke into the bakery and it's just... <laughs> exactly uh. And exactly. the mouse and the ATM machine. <laughs> There's a lot of cool little creatures you could be. That's true. That's true. Uh, Forget Oops All Garrett. It's Oops All Varmints episode. Which varmint are you going to be, Alan? Oh, uh, I'm just me. That's uh, that's, <laughs> I always forget Alan is a class of varmint. Yeah, but he's not one of the venomous ones. <laughs> that's that true. That we know of. Yeah. I was going to say, not yet, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I we all know about the slow Loris, our boy. Yeah. Yes. But did you know that certain moles are venomous? Yeah. And shrews? Uh, that's what I was going to say. The tree shrew is, is venomous. Yeah. That's I learned that from the movie, The Killer Shrews. <laughs> How did I not? I watched that same movie. We watched it As together a, at Ma's. How did I not remember uh, it No, I didn't, I didn't watch it with you. You guys watched that independently of me. I had wished that I had, because I love that movie. The movie's As great. with me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. You know, we should we should get together and watch a movie on one of these days. We should, got but it's got to be it's got to be a good movie. All right, I don't want to, you know. Okay. Um, I've got the final go countdown for tiki drink. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Why didn't we watch Final Countdown the other day? Was it just not streaming anywhere? I don't think it was streaming anywhere. I think that's the problem. But we should. I'll just have to go find it. That and like, what's that other? There's the Manhattan Project. I think is another one. It's like a similar, similar kind of premise. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the Philadelphia Experiment. Yes, that's the, that's the one I'm thinking. That's that's a also a real thing. <laughs> Garrett's got to put that in air quotes to protect no, himself. They, yeah, you're gonna get strapped to that chair, you know. I'm gonna be come back in the push. <laughs> He's going to get heart attacked. So one of today's featured creatures. Oh, Ooh, it's a multi episode. Yeah, the, uh, we're doing a bunch of little guys to ease, yes, our, ease ourselves favorite. back in. Okay, it's varmint season. So our first little little guy today is the Van Meter Visitor. Oh, I love the name. Yeah, I picked it because I thought it was an alien. <laughs> yeah, I would also have thought the same thing because you know it's a visitor. Yeah. Is it a venomous varmint to go with the alliteration? Yeah, let's find out. Van Meter Visitor Van... I looked at a picture of this guy. This guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which picture did you find? Him shooting the laser or him um, about to summon Satan? <laughs> yeah. I okay, found... No, I no, found... No, 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 no. <laughs> I love that there there are two different artists rendering of this that look like Jim Henson puppets. <laughs> one is a weird pterodactyl and one's a Skeksy. Exactly. It's trial by stone, dude. I love that he's like... You know, go ahead, go ahead. 117 years ago... You know, that might not be... A, hold on. That can't be accurate. It's a hun- hundred, 120 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. this, was, this was written three years ago. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we going to disclose our source? Where are we? No, it was on Cryptid's wiki. Okay, so this is credible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it is. 120 years ago, a strange creature was said to have paid a visit to the small town of Van Meter in Iowa. Dun, dun, dun. Strange events occurred in October of 1903, so all pretty much like a month and a half, or like <laughs> spooky. 
Several respected members of the community told of a mysterious winged creature that terrorized some of the town's residents during several nights in the course of the week. Descriptions of the beast suggested that it had large, bat-like wings, left a terrible stench wherever it went, and even stranger, it fired beams of bright light from its forehead. But see, I like this because this is before, like, you know, movies had the lasers go... Maybe it was just like a predator with, like, a wingsuit. This is how we know it's real, Garrett. There's nothing to cloud the mind. The bizarre account recalls of how several of the locals attempted to shoot the beast, but their gunfire didn't appear to have any effect. Fed up with the menace, a group of townsfolk banded together one evening and pursued the creature to an abandoned coal mine. There they confronted not one, but two of the beasts, which both turned and disappeared down into the gloom of the mine as the men opened fire, never to be seen again. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Like, what could this possibly be? Like, there's nothing in nature what shoots a laser from its forehead. And this well, is clearly well before drones were impersonating birds, so... <laughs> I... Well... Hmm. <laughs> I think it's just a... Look, I mean, it's summoning the devil right there. It, yeah. I mean, I like the newspaper clipping where it's flying away with a horse. <laughs> In its mouth, like it's so big, <laughs> he just took it off, and that the way he's like, "Wow, dude, it took old Bessie." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess it did." Van Mita, hot under the collar. The town has been. <laughs> well, uh, hold on, let me see if I can get a bigger version of. Oh, that is untenable. <laughs> can I zoom in? Hell yeah, I can. I like the newspaper clip. What does it say? It's like they, they're uh, ig- in, indignant over ghost stories. The town has been maligned by ghost stories. Citizens of the place feel indignant over the matter as it gives the place an unenvious reputation. <laughs> ghost stories? Question mark. Uh, the town of Anmita is justly indignant over the series of... Okay, it's going to be hard to read this ancient newspaper and do that voice at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to read some of it, and I'm... Series of articles that have appeared in the Daily News, and the Capitol is in receipt of a number of letters from citizens of the place who feel highly indignant over the matter. It's just repeating itself. Uh, The article alleged that the town was highly... That one is over... I can't read that word. It's covered in, like, destruction. Um, Highly upset over the... (laughs) The alleged fair. The principal article stated or started out with the following quite I then it gets way too destroyed to read. Yeah, this is this is unreadable and it's like also maximum nothing. Yeah. And uh, like the only readable part is the setup to the story. I'll be sure to post these these pictures when the episode comes out in our Discord. Indignant. <laughs> That's what the article became. Uh let's see, are there any comments? Oh yeah, there's some great comments. <laughs> all, all I'll say is, do they walk among us? <laughs> so from Australian human in oh <laughs> last month on October twentieth, twenty twenty three. Oh, I should probably make a story where the Van Meter visitor brings hundreds more Van Meter mis- visitors to the United States and start an invasion using the beam from their head as a heat ray to annihilate the military. <laughs> the v- VMV army starts conquering Earth until they all die of old age. Oh, that's pretty nice. At least they live happy, right? Hedgemaster97 
324-23. Urge to make Van Meter Visitor Shmup Rising. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, it's a shoot 'em up. It's a it's a video uh, game. You know, okay. like um, trying to think of I like Galaga. Yeah. No, no, I just thought that shmup was some sort of. <laughs> it's another cryptid. Yeah. On Mysteries of the Unknown, the creature was identified as a hornbill that had escaped from a menagerie of exotic birds. Someone owned. And I can I can kind of see that because the weird head shape. But I mean, like. This is before, like, laser beams, right? I mean, this is before movies, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not like it was just making, like... Because I could see that now, where it's like, oh, they got spooked by a, by a bird flying around, and it made, like, a laser noise. Because, like, that exists as a concept now, but, like, it wouldn't have at the time. Yeah. It was it's a beam of light. Part. Like, even if it was a flashlight. Yeah, so you're just like, I don't know what that could possibly be. Uh, Shafton, I got to the part you're talking about, and uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Someone just wrote their own synopsis of Lost Tapes. <laughs> there are creatures that science refuses to recognize. But if our eyes see it, if our cameras capture it, does it exist? Lost Tapes. Do Wait, you believe? Is there an episode? I don't think so. I would there, No, there, there is. I also Googled it. There is not. Yeah, and then episode title, Van Meter Visitor. Subject matter, Van Meter Visitor. Summary, a group of friends decide on ditching school to hang out around an old abandoned coal mine. As they proceed on with their day, they eventually decide on exploring inside the mine, despite worry and hesitation from one of them regarding the story of the Van Meter Visitor. But Terry is really mad that Jessica's moving away to college. Will which, this be their last day together? Which the others dismiss as nothing more but urban legend. Once entering, they come face to face with the dangerous beings they all thought wasn't real. And then the response you know, to that, what? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I, you know, he likes like, the series Lost Tape, so he makes up his own... Hold on, makes up. Hold on. I'm going to his account. I'm going to look through all his comments. Oh, my God. I was also trying to find this. Oh, there we go. Whoa, what's that? I don't know. What's what? It's freaking me out. That's coming from your one of your guys' end. What does it sound like? Um, Like electric-y, like... Reverbish type. Yeah. My mic has been kind of bad. It's gone. It's that was gone. me then. Yeah, I was also getting the uh, from the input, not from my mic. I thought it was. I was eating a dark chocolate Rolo, and I thought maybe the foil was freaking it out. But is it gone? I can't. It is. It is gone. Or at least yeah. I'm not hearing it now. I think I broke this cable. So you are a lot quieter now, though. Oh, well, I dimed it down. How about now? That's good. That sounds okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh man, okay. Uh let's get do we want doppelganger. Wait, 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 wait. So does this guy do this on every episode? Uh on, on every on every wiki? There's a lot of them. Uh do we want Doppelganger, Beast of Dean, Lake Van Monster, Almus, oh he did one on the Kappa, the Conrit, Sewer Alligator, um, I'm gonna say Underwater Mar- Panther. Maryland Goatman. Alien Big Cat, The Ogre, Spotsville Monster. Spotsville, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, we, we Never has, mind, don't, don't do no, that. No, no, we're, we're doing Spotsville, but we're, 
I'm also picking Jabba Fofi, which is the giant spider oh. that wasn't big enough. For- <laughs> oh, and it's the giant spider that wasn't quite big enough for me. Okay, there's also one he did on the uh, Swong. All right, let's start with Spotsville. All right, let's. Holy shit, that looks like a fucking Baki Bigfoot. It- <laughs> the Spotsville I- monster. I'll I'll read this one too because it's pretty short. <laughs> We're just gonna do following this guy's. <laughs> this is what the episode has become. Yep. Spotsville Monster. During the year of 1975 in Spotsville, Kentucky. Kentucky, is that KY? Yes. All right. The Nunnally family. <laughs> the Nunnally family home was terrorized by mysterious. or by mysterious eight foot tall creatures. Their nightmare was written about in newspapers and broadcast on TV shows. But the mystery as to what was roaming the quiet western Kentucky town outside of Henderson remains. On Sunday, we talked to Bart Nunnally. I have a book by this guy. Bart Nunnally? Um, maybe. I'm, I'm bringing it up on my phone. It's a... It's, a, it's close. This, the book is full of weird uh, cryptids. Like, weird, weird, weird ones. Yeah, uh, the book is by Barton M. Nunnally. Uh, we talked That's to weird. Bart Nunnally, he described what happened on their property. Bart gave us a look into what happened to his family and how they felt about the strange things that took place on their farm. The Spotsville Monster is a true story of various encounters with big, hairy, seemingly supernatural, Bigfoot-like monsters, and other strange phenomena in the lonely lands of western Kentucky. The bulk of the work centers on the 11-month ordeal experienced by the Nunnally family in 1975. This might be... Whatever. <laughs> it's like the time period he could have written a book by now and just got real interested in monsters after being terrorized by them. Anywho, <laughs> no response to my comments. No, Absolute I... silence. Uh, the remainder of the results... Oh, The remainder is the result of over 20 years of investigation field research into the area, and in particular the occupants of Mound Ridge Road from 1935 to present. Story begins in that... In that year, which a devout widower and her two children... Wouldn't a widower be the dude? Yes. Well, Garrett, he didn't write a book after all, it seems. Or whoever... uh, A devout widower and their children, (laughs) residing in a small isolated farmhouse on Mound Ridge Road. At this time, the area is part of a very small town, but its population is dwindling fast because of a frightening monster said to dwell in a forbidding forest ahead. That's spooky. After a traumatic encounter, they leave the area as well, and we jump forward to 1975 as the Nunnally family, after several years of several years of unhappy city life, make their entrance. Eager to return to the relative relative simplicity of country living, the Nunnally family ignores the warnings given to them by the current residents and wastes no time moving in. The Nunnallys are somewhat troubled. Okay, the Nunnallys are a somewhat troubled and unusual family. Red, the husband, a father to the six young children, is a rough-and-tumble, no-nonsense renegade who suffers from glaucoma. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They are, at heart, simple country folk forced to live in the city by a series of strange encounters with the unknown at their previous country home. What the fuck was that? Oh, sorry, that was me moving moving a piece of paper. That sounded like you were wiping a bunch of Legos off of a desk. 
It, <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I didn't pick up any of that noise. It was... Oh, wait, wait. You guys want to check somehow? Huh. No, we don't need to do it. We don't need to do it. it okay. <laughs> Tell you later, no. Okay. It... <laughs> hey. <laughs> Whoa. No, no. <laughs> Garrett's hands up. Um, the disturbing memories forgotten in the hope of a better life quickly resurface when their farm animals begin to disappear. I like how they moved from a country they home. In city? No, they moved from a country home to the city because of their horrible they got attacked by supernatural forces and then they're like you know what fuck it we're moving back to the country but a different area of we're somewhere else far away slightly less country and then they move into this place and get fucked by bigfoots and they're like god damn it enter Mm. roy a fearless local firefighter and expert tracker slash hunter who lives just a short distance away and suffers from glaucoma I I added the glaucoma. I was so excited. Not the first glaucoma. That one is there. No, no, no. I believe you. I believe you on that one. While hunting in the area, one day he becomes aware of the monster's existence and sets off to warn the Nunnalies, thus beginning a lasting friendship with the family. (laughs) As the encounters of the creature become more intense and fearing that his friend's failing eyesight... Might hinder his ability to guard the safety of his family. Roy takes it on himself to track down and kill the creature, and thus protect the Nunnalies and his own two children. He is drawn into a series of frightening encounters with the Spotsville monster, which make clear its terrifying supernatural nature. It can appear and disappear at will, walk over freshly turned dirt without leaving tracks, and no bullet of any caliber can harm it. It also suffers from glaucoma. <laughs> Mutilated animals are found as UFOs glide silently beneath the surface of the nearby Green River. That'd be a USO. Uh, local authorities, with their own agenda concerning the creature, force Roy to turn over all evidence and give false statements to the media. After an encounter this creature with is powerful, after an encounter with the monster, which leaves him clinically dead, he somehow <laughs> managed to survive on will alone and succeeds in warning his friend to take his wife and children. And flee the area at once. Okay. The story ends <laughs> with a particularly disturbing dream sequence where Roy discovers the remains of his wife, savagely violated by the creature, and falls Whoa. victim to it himself. He awakens what? with the strong <laughs> feeling that the story, which is unique and disturbing on many levels, is not over. Oh. <laughs> okay. There are creatures that science refuses to recognize. (laughs) But if our eyes see it, if our cameras capture it, does it exist? Lost tapes. Do you believe? Kentucky Bigfoot. (laughs) Episode title, Kentucky Bigfoot. Subject matter, Spotsville Monster. Oh, Lord have mercy. After a dispute between two friends from Henderson, Kentucky, regarding the legend of the Spotsville monster, both decided to drive to the town where the incident took place and finally put it to an end. As they venture deep into the forest in search of the creatures, they soon realize the horrible mistake they had made. Lost tapes. Lost tapes. Wow. Um, That was great. (laughs) That was pre- I mean, with all the glaucoma. And instead- You know, uh, I was going to say earlier, you know, 
Uh, we've all got like no money, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which means we've already got like double the budget of Lost Tapes. Like, why are we not just making our own episodes of Lost Tapes? I mean, that's. This is what I was hoping you were going to say. Yeah. You know, we have access to a backyard and Home Depot plants. That's true. And, you know, phones are basically, you know, movie quality cameras now, which is an insane sentence. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we're, having we're, said this, we though, are right I immediately up the street regret from, it. We're right up the street from Green Valley. Like We have the woods. <laughs> and the Home Depot. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to do this, though, it's got to be we got to play it totally serious. I'm not going to I'm not interested no, in no, parodying no. this. Not, not at all. Yeah, no. It's gotta be, but we get to be the talking heads. That's true. Um, <laughs> Just discuss, cutting in, discussing the thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this would. That's this... my favorite part. Do you think those biologists know what they're doing? They filmed them for another show, probably. That you're probably right, and they just had the footage. It's like B-roll from something discussing cheetahs. Like we you know the cheetah can run at this speed, and it's impossible to keep up with. When it's in you, it's over. It's like, yes, and that is exactly how the alien big cat will fall. You just follow that up with a question. It's like, could this creature have outrunned, outrunned, outran a cheetah? All right, do we want... You decide. All right, let's, let's go with Jabafofi. We don't have to read it because we already did an episode, but there are creatures that science refuses to recognize. Uh, episode title, Jabafofi. Er, episode title, Giant Spiders, subject manager, Jabafofi. An explorer and his hired guy adventure into the Congo despite hearing recent reports of missing people, which they think nothing of. Um, do they think nothing of the missing people or the reports? Both. Yeah, I was going to say probably both, but definitely the reports. What they dismiss soon proves to be a mistake. When they come upon, a lar- <laughs> come upon large webs littered with both human and animal bones, with escape immediately being the only thing on their minds. Uh, hang on one sec. I want to lock my door so I don't get barged in on. Barge. Okay, okay, go ahead. Ah, go ahead. Uh, a swong. Following the series of unexplained murders and deaths in a village in the Philippines, the Enigma Corporation is called in to investigate. <laughs> Their investigation eventually leads them to a folkloric legend that the natives frighteningly, frighteningly refuse to speak of. That is responsible for the killings. Man. I don't know if I believe that they refuse to speak on this. I hear about this all the time. I know. There's there's like 15 different Aswangs that I know about. Yeah. This is insane. Uh, yeah. Well, we should do a Leprechaun episode sometime. Uh, we should, because there's like a lot of like crazy sightings, like like rashes of sightings in weird places. Like Central American Leprechaun sightings. Exactly. And we should also do one on... I'm trying to see if I can spell it right, but the Kapuricon. Huh. It's an evil leprechaun. Okay. And not uh <laughs> not the leprechaun. Yeah, and not the not the Warwick Davis yeah. Uh, leprechaun. Yeah. Well that you know, that makes sense. Well can the Spotsville monster beat a hippo? Uh yes, but I wanna talk about it. <laughs> It would involve it having upsetting dreams about yeah. being violated. How about the, um, <laughs> the the laser head boy? 
Uh, also, yeah. yes, it flies. Like, has a hippo even compete with that? All right. Carry a whole horse. <laughs> it can carry a whole horse, and hippo is horse. It could definitely do that and fly into a cave. Well, a mine, excuse me, a mine shaft. Yeah. Uh, what was the deal with that other one, that hoax? Wasn't that like the hoax pterodactyl in a mine also? Yeah, it was It was, um, it was out like around a gold mine or something shit. I wonder if that was before or after. Mm, the maybe, laser is a pretty unique addition. Maybe about the same time, actually. There goes your invasion. Mm, they got shot by cowboys. They're not bullet <laughs> resistant. <laughs> they are not bullet resistant. Uh, plug emendations? Um, oh, Golder, and I had something I was going to plug. I, I planned ahead and then forgot, so, you know, uh, naturally. I'm just getting a soundtrack from downstairs. Oh, yeah. Here, hold on. You're getting a soundtrack from downstairs? Yeah, let me see if I can boost my audio and you guys can hear it. It's the crow's oh, soundtrack. you're picking up somebody's, uh... No. I just get more room tone and it blocks it out. Uh, of course. Well, I guess I can, uh... Yeah, yeah, Garrett, what do you plug? Well... And my mother talking to cats back there. <laughs> you can totally, totally hear that. Um, uh, the thing I made you and <laughs> Maha watch just by suggesting it, uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai is really good. Oh, that's uh, that's true. It actually was not bad. Yeah, and it's Canadian, so it's not anime <laughs> for you. Oh, no. It was Canadian? That explains all the, all the full frontal nudity. <laughs> Peaches. <laughs> oh, that guy. Uh, not the best. I, I want to say it's a dub. It's like literally not a dub. So I guess just not the best script. And like not even like the the story is fine. I like the story. I think the story is good. Just like the line by line needs some work. Yeah, to tight, tighten it up. It's mainly for fucking real cool sword fights. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's you know the Canadians saw Ruby and said you know me too. Well, I guess it's but an you know American. obviously obviously better. It says it's an American adult animated streaming set, but. Last time I read it, it said Canadian. Well, you know, North American. Mm. It's like a you know, North the con- North continental. It's animated by French company Blue Spirit. And that actually sounds familiar. Anywho, it's uh, pretty good. It's on Netflix. Give it a shot. If you like revenge. <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shot. Um, What was that? Plug. Was I going to plug winging it? I don't want to give away my secrets. I'm not plugging that. Whoa. Uh, even though I just a million percent said what it was. Uh, what about you, Alan? What's your plug? What are you plugging? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Ash, oh, I inherited a dog. Oh, boy. No, uh, here we go. Yeah, it's uh, Mental Illness Madness time. I've been <laughs> checking out Jim O'Rourke's Insignificance. They got, it got repressed, but it's got a pretty funny poster. This guy's getting taken out by a Octopus. What else we got in here? I'm sick. I love octopus. Oh yeah. Doing whatever. Oh, that, that's that's my other plug. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of plugs. You know, big updates in my life, Garrett. Yeah, this guy's having fun. That guy's having a blasty. With this little bird just ripping out of his ding dong. <laughs> the old dingly dong. Yeah. I just... Mochi, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> the album's great. The Nicholas Rogue movie it's based off of is also great because probably what actually happened in history but no i don't know the track life goes off that's like the best song ever written but no that's the other thing is uh i started eating seafood recently garrett 
I got forced into it, and I yep. understand the, the takoyaki is great. So takoyaki is fucking amazing. No, I, I, I like that sushi song specifically. Like, yeah, I get it now. It's it's a problem. Did oh. you uh, like? Were you just not eating seafood? No, as like a did. lifestyle thing. You just never. Hadn't? No, it was just never my family. But my girlfriend didn't really listen had. to music. Didn't eat seafood. No, I see. <laughs> Especially not the shanties. That makes sense. My my go to shanty when someone's like, I don't like sushi. I don't like raw fish. I'm like, order eel. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> order eel. It will yeah, change eel is, your eel life. Is incredible. I'm always amazed when people are like, oh, I don't like fish. Like what? It's, it, that's so mind blowing to me. Like just in general. Yeah, no, it's like, called. Yeah, it, it, tastes, it tastes too fishy. It's I don't called, like you it's know. Called, it's real I, fishy. It's called Ireland. That's why there's a potato famine. <laughs> like I think currently they have the second largest fish, like actual like square footage fish market in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and like they still had a famine where they fucking. I know they it's a lot more complicated than that, but. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, because I think, like, at the time, I think they had, like, basically overfished themselves to, like, the brink of... Dis- like, that was a big issue at the time in, like, most of Western Europe. Yeah. Because they had either polluted or overfished themselves and, like, deforested themselves. They were in a rough spot. That's why they needed the potato. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug... I, I have to give away my secrets. There's a channel on YouTube called Winging It spelled exactly like it sounds it's just a guy that plays the board game wingspan uh and the content is pretty good uh pretty good explanations like decent strategies just the interesting very watchable content no annoying voice no like annoying music it's just like the nice relaxing game music so it's just a nice thing to watch or listen to so i recommend that yes I watched it once and i immediately went won a game of wingspan so you know know. hell yeah my strategy is I just get birds I like. <laughs> it's crazy how that is actually just a viable strategy. Wait, wait, wait. What is this? Is this a bird simulator game? So yeah, know. it's it's you make a bird computer. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, or for for you, Alan, you make a bird synthesizer. You got to patch in different birds. I know I'm gonna win if I start with that cassowary. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a cool game. It's a they the genre of game is engine builder. There's a lot of different kinds. Um, but yeah, you make an engine with birds and you score points. Uh, it's a fun game, and it's like mostly there's like one bird that at all like impacts your opponents adversely. So it's a very friendly game as well. Hard to screw people. Other than buying the bird that they're eyeing. Yeah, that's kind of like the only general way that you can do it is like buy good things from the like select good birds from the shop or the uh, what is it? The ne- the birdhouse, I think they call it or the nest or whatever. But yeah, uh, but that's my plug. So, you know, uh, you know, what's another good board game? What's that? Um, other than Unmatched, because Unmatched is great. <laughs> uh, one second. Let me go grab it. I love the complete silence. It's a nice touch. There's nothing better for a for a podcast than complete silence. Well, it's because I mean, you guys person. could have talked. No, no, we're, we're <laughs> one person. We can't both talk at the same time. It's impossible. <laughs> so, uh, it, number one super fan, uh, Colleen, got it for me for birthday. A uh, cryptid cafe. Oh yeah, that is a pretty good game. Yeah, we we played it and it was real easy and real fun. Yes. Um, like the the explanation could have been written a little bit better to like make it like smoother to learn yeah but um, we figured it out pretty quick 
Yeah, it's uh, and it like it. It's like what half an hour long game, more or less. It's easy to restart. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a cool game. And uh, oh, another good game that we've played together, the Real Truth, the last podcast board game. Oh yeah, that also was. But we should we should play it again because I think we only played it once. Uh, I think we played it twice. I brought it over twice. But yeah, we Maybe should play it twice. again. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of a lot of really good. Uh, a lot of good board games lately. There's that one. I know you didn't have the best time uh, any of the times we've played Scythe, but there is a follow-up game to it, a sequel game, if you will. No, the time uh, the, the, when I just fucked around and didn't pay attention to anyone else, I had a blast. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's the that's the strat. Much much <laughs> like a wingspan, right? You just please do what you want. It's fine. Don't go too hard in it. But there's a there's a like a more streamlined, more simplified uh, version of that game, basically. Um, that's uh, themed around the Tunguska like meteorite crash. Oh, sick! You uh, go yeah. around collecting like meteorite bits and stuff, and building mechs. It's kind of cool. Um, it's another one we should check out sometime. Daniel owns it, so you know we can play it. We we should. Let's see. So our our podcast is now just the, we're doing nothing but reviewing board games and reading this guy's lost tapes scripts. Hell yeah! All right. I mean, he's got like a hundred plus of them. He on does. There, it looks like so. He he's, you know, this is another hundred episodes. Um, we can get him in. Get him in on the writing for our lost tapes episodes. I have. I do have a couple things I'm planning to add to the Patreon real soon. Another. I want to do another thing with Luke and <laughs> Pookie. Um, okay. Uh, there's a little. There's a. I want to do a small game based thing on there. Uh, I got plans for that. Just, now that I have a stable job, I can actually make plans and stick to them. Uh that's true. Yeah. So look forward to stuff. <laughs> and maybe things. Maybe things. That's yeah. a very, like, um, what do you call it? Um, it's a very they live poster. <laughs> look forward to stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just put on the glasses. <laughs> and maybe things. All right. Um, Instead of black and white, it's just like very neutral beige. It's sepia. It's like, oh, I can't really make any of this out. Are they get it. <laughs> well, like this is very sepia tone. Thanks to Jan Britt and Owen for the use of our theme song, Cryptid Love. <laughs> if I decide to put it on this episode, the last few I just did not. Remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. <laughs> That's been forever. 1903 lasers.